Blog Talk Radio.
and the people who keep the stocks, the shelf stocked in the supermarket. <clears throat> as, uh, as a note, we just want to let everyone know that uh, with the Thanksgiving holiday coming up, uh, we won't be broadcasting next week. And on that note, I wanted to uh, wish everybody um, from our staff and our family a very happy holiday. I hope you're safe. Please don't drink and drive. And be careful. Be good to each other. Um, the people that, that uh, put this program together uh, every week, um, Caden, myself, Z, Zito, uh, Bob, Tony, and uh, Ty, all want to say that um, it takes a lot of time to put these programs together, and we work very hard to do it. We, we hope you enjoy them, and we really appreciate your listenership. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the help I get from the my whole staff. So um, I wanted just to sit, put that out there and uh, get that out of the way. So, uh, well, let's see. Where should we sit? Should we start with card controversy? Figure out. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Bob, what's the story on uh, Derek Lewis? Tonight was uh, USC fight night. Um, and uh, Lewis was supposed to be the uh, main event. Um, it was going to be Derek Lewis and, uh, uh, I, yeah, I can't, uh, and Sergi Spivik, Spivik, um, for the Vegas Spivik. 65 and Air, uh, Spivik. Yeah. So at some point, um, in the prelims, during the prelims already, the show already started, uh, Derek Lewis came down with some sort of illness. They say it's a non COVID related um, non-weight cutting illness, uh, but uh, sick enough, they pulled him out with some sort of uh, stomach issues and took him to the ER. So uh, he did not end up hand light, or, uh, headlining tonight's, tonight's show. Uh, so the main event ended up being Kennedy, and I, guys, I apologize for his last name, Ninchekova versus Ian Ketabella. And that was a cool fight. Uh, I tuned in right at the end to watch that. Um, Kudabella was getting the better of him, and Kennedy came back and just, you know, smacked him up. So, but, you know, uh, best wishes with Derek Lewis uh, and hope uh, speedy recovery. Um, but, it, you know, timing was bad. Okay. Hey, Kane, you had a, uh, you had a, a, a fight that you watched this afternoon that you were interested in. Uh, we tell our viewers about that one. Yeah, I mean, first of all, that um, that whole Derek Lewis thing was, you know, a real bummer. And I was kind of, I was kind of the only reason I was really looking out for this card and everything. Um, and you know, it was just in the middle of the program. They said it's the main event is canceled and everything has been moved up. And it was kind of like, you know, it kind of hit me because I was you know, always like, I've never seen Derek Lewis win and in, in, in watching mm-hmm. him live. Every single time I watch him, mm-hmm. he loses. So it's kind of yeah. it, it kind of kind of some bad luck tonight. But um, yeah, the uh, I, th- I think the best fight of the night definitely goes to Chase uh, Chase Sherman versus Waldo uh, Acosta. You know, when I was mm-hmm. when I was watching that fight live, it was it was like Sherman just would not get out of his face. He was he was there. He was boxing the entire time. He was getting pieced up. He kept his hands down the entire fight. And, you know, Acosta was just letting everything go at him. And he never dropped, mm-hmm. uh, only got really hurt, like, one time. And uh, all-around amazing performance for uh, for Acosta. 
So, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. ca- kind of a disappointing no, card, but there was some size. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, those were heavyweights, too. To see heavyweights go at it like that is, is nice. Oh, yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it, it, it was good to see a nice little heavyweight, heavyweight fight. Good. Hey, Z, we don't want to leave you out here. Uh, we've got a uh, fight coming up uh, very shortly. Uh, Tank Davis and uh, Ryan Garcia. Oh, well, if they made made that fight, it's going to be an interesting fight. And to be honest, Mm -hmm. I've said it before, uh, even when Bernard Hopkins was on the show, um, I don't think Ryan Garcia is ready for that. I think uh, his Mm -hmm. level of competition and Tank's level of competition uh, differ. Ryan is younger. he's, he's, He's young. I mean, Tank is not old either. Um, he, he, I think uh, he, he's, you know, he's cresting on the mid twenties, and Ryan is, uh, he, he's, you know, barely touching. At the same mm-hmm. time, I think their level of advancement is very different. And not to say that Ryan, you know, I mean, he can't beat Tank. He has all the tools to beat anybody. He also has the tools to lose to him. And. Mm-hmm. Your strengths can be one thing, but if your weaknesses are, are, are glaring like that, uh, I mean, well, guys of a certain level, they're going to capitalize on it, and they're going to capitalize mm-hmm. well on it. I mean, that's 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 why there are levels to the game, and I don't. I mean, as much tools as Ryan has, he hasn't fought certain guys that are going to bring more out of him. And mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. That that matters in the game, especially when guys aren't like it. it like if Ryan, like he's he's going to come in big, but I don't think that's a that's a matter of what he needs to do against Tank Davis. Like he needs to come mm-hmm. in with his feet more active and you know just judging distance. Um, and mm-hmm. he needs to be able to do that for twelve rounds against Tank because I don't like as much power as Ryan Garcia has. I don't see him knocking Tank out. If Tank touches Ryan mm-hmm. Garcia. I see things, bad things happen with Ryan. I mean, it's as simple as that today. Well, you know, it's funny because that fight set has just been signed. Uh, no date has been set for it. Uh, the thought was thought was it's going to be in the first quarter of 23. But Tank Davis already has a fight with Abner Maris on, the, on January 23rd. What's your thoughts on that one? Um, I think Abner Maris is long in the tooth. Uh, as good as Abner Maris was, I don't think he would have beat Tank. It would have been hard for him to beat Tank in the prime, just style for style, just because Abner's there to be hit. Now, he's aggressive, and he's active, and he's a good fighter, but Abner's there to be hit, and certain people you don't need to lay, you know, have land gloves on you. Uh, the one guy I really, really did see Tank respect, especially with his feet, was uh, I forget, call him Pitbull. I forget his name. Uh, I, I, offhand, I'm sorry, but and Tank showed me that he he was able to use his feet and stare. But that was the only guy that, I, I, if I'm correct, that was ever shorter than, Tank. you know, in, in recent memory that Tank has fought a guy shorter than. Him. It's hard to find a guy shorter than Tank at that weight. Tank is five what? I don't know if he's even 5'5", five, five, to be honest. But when he gets there, he gets there. He makes like he maximizes what he does. My only knock on Tank is that he does get hit a bit. And against a guy like Ryan Garcia, you don't need it. 
I'm the mayor, you can get away with it. As Ryan Garcia, you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. What's the other? There's another Garcia that they're talking about that, that uh, supposed to be um, wilder and uh, stronger than uh, than Ryan Garcia. Do you do you know who that is? Uh, no. I'll have to do it. A little bit more uh, information on that. <clears throat> like Hayden, you were talking about uh, another another fight that uh, that uh, you had seen this afternoon. You want to uh, expound on that? Uh, was that about the uh, uh, Eon Crudabella? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that was. I mean, Eon, you know, Eon likes to go in and get the job done. He was replaced for the uh, for the main event, uh, and he was he was originally co-main, and then all the drama happened with uh, Derek Lewis and everything, and that card getting uh, postponed and and kind of canceled altogether for tonight. And uh, and Eon Crudabella versus I'm not going to pronounce the other guy's name um is it, it it was it was it was a good fight i mean for the for the for the little moments that it was that it had i mean i was kind of upset that it was a a three round um uh main event fight but they didn't even need to go to the third round cuz it ended in the second round with a nice a nice little flying knee to to wobble eon and then and and then the the, the other guy just just went in and swooped in and and took over the entire fight, took over that moment, and finished them right there, and got the TKO stoppage. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was it was a good night for uh, for UFC, and hopefully there's there's definitely been better ones. But you know, hopefully next week we, we get a little bit of a better card. You know, actually next week there is no mm-hmm. card. I think it's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Hey Bob, you you talked last week about uh, Zhang Weil and. Uh, uh, she ended up losing to uh, Carla Esperanza. Uh, do you have anything on that? Um, yeah, you mean Weili Zhang? Yeah. Uh, no, she ended up beating Carla Esperanza. She's a new uh, champion. Yeah, she is phenomenal. Esparza is a, a great wrestler. Um, I don't want to take anything from her. And she, you know, she won the the strawweight championship, but. Uh, Weili Zhang had been been the uh, champion as well, uh, before, um, and uh, I can't remember who took her out. Maybe Jovacek, uh, but then um, I can't remember. And then she lost it, worked her way back up, and pretty much the she was the first. Uh, and now uh, again, uh, Chinese um, UFC champion, and she is a phenomenal little athlete. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let me see. Um, Ricky Hatton versus uh, um, Marco Antonio Barrera. Uh, it's set for uh, uh, January 21st. What's your thoughts on that one? <laughs> These guys are getting back in the ring. Uh, I hope it's an exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it should be interesting. Uh, I, I mean, I can't tell you technically because these guys have been far removed from from uh, active boxing for a while. Both guys, right? Uh, for several years. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I really can't, you know, speak on who's going to do what technically. What I see is just these guys getting in and just just 
just working out. I see a hard sparring session, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I hope. I mean, if either guy comes to knock each other's heads off, it's going to be heavy breathing within, you know, before the second round ends. Sure. Sure. It's similar to the uh, May, uh, Mayweather uh, fights that are going on now where he's just picking people and, and going into the ring. And the, the guy who's, who's in there against him is getting a lot of money to do nothing. And uh, uh, the, the exhibition now, is, it, there seems to be all the writers seem to be coming against it. Um, what's your thoughts? Yeah, all they are are exhibitions. And to mm-hmm. be honest, uh, it's a lottery. It, 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 as far as fighters are concerned, it, it is a lottery. Uh, mm-hmm. Junior level fighters. I, I, I'm gonna keep it like mm-hmm. that. Right at this moment, junior level fighters. Floyd, he 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 stays active. And one thing I'm gonna say about Floyd, he's lived this lifestyle probably since he was four years old. <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest, um, just as an older guy now, and, and if if you feel it. You're gonna do it, and he's you know he's always been in the gym. Floyd, as much as people are gonna talk about him, Floyd's bad mm-hmm. habit is that he can't stop boxing. I mean that, mm-hmm. that's all he knows. He knows boxing, mm-hmm. and he maximized it you know financially. Bad guy, good guy, sure. however people look at him, he's maximized it financially. And right now, all this is is a matter of kind of. Still being able to do what he loves, but knowing what level mm-hmm. he's at. Also, Floyd's not going to go out there and, and, and look at Crawford or Spence. He he knows that he's older. He knows that you know what I mean. It's not his time to be in that sort of limelight anymore. But mm-hmm. he he still likes the limelight. He still likes to make money because he's not he's not you know it's not costing him not costing him physically. Definitely is a benefit for him financially going into these fights. So mm-hmm. you know, we we might not have heard of any of the fighters, but at the same time, he you know these guys who every fight, they're lottery winners. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. that they're lottery winners. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Just as an update, so everybody will know, I I did talk to uh, a good friend Bob Alexander again this week. Uh, he is on the men. He's coming back, getting a little stronger. He hopes to be back working fights uh, uh, by the first of the year. But he uh, he has been very uh, very sick in uh, for the last oh, I think the last five months, uh, and had missed a lot of uh, work out in the uh, rings. But uh, he has contacted the uh, or has been contacted by uh, um, promoters and. <clears throat> We'll be doing some local fights here in, in Florida, and then, then he has uh, a, a big one over in Dubai um, in, the, I thought he said March. So uh, he's planning on a lot of uh, a lot of good things. Um, and we wish uh, wish him, I know Bob listens uh, intently at, uh, and will call me and tell me things uh, during the week. So, Bob, we, uh, we do wish you uh, uh, health and uh, wealth and get back on your feet. Another member of our staff, uh, uh, Leo uh, McGuire, has uh, has not fared well. Uh, he has gone under the knife for uh, cancer uh, uh, treatment. Uh, it did not go well. Uh, he picked, picked a couple of, 
of clots, and he was out. Uh, he's been out now for almost five, six months. Um, I talked to him Tuesday, and uh, he's uh, now has to start uh, 28 weeks of treatment for uh, prostate cancer. They're going to try and do radiation and uh, not chemo. So uh, uh, if you would keep uh, Leo in your prayers and Bob in your prayers, we'd appreciate it. Um, I, Bob, what do you think uh, Carl Esperanza? Um, oh, wait, 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 I were talking that, but I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Francis Nagano and John Jones. Uh, people are talking about putting that together. What's your thoughts? Um, Jones is, yeah, I don't know anything about that getting put together yet, but uh, uh, Jones has been out for a while. He's coming back as heavyweight, and we just, we got to know when. Uh, so, uh, as far as uh, Nagano, um, that'd be a great fight. I think Nagano's got one left on his uh, 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 contract. I can't remember. Um, but Jones can fight, you know, Miocic or, or Nagano. Um, either one coming up would be great. Um, we did do, just uh, recently lost uh, a heavyweight, um, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Um, you know, he, he used to fight in the UFC and he's over in Bellator now and, and 38 years old, uh, passed away last weekend. Um, so, um, undisclosed right now, but I, I want to think it's Lou Gehrig mm-hmm. or something like that. I heard anyway. Um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, so I just wanted to shout out for him and his family and, and, uh, the best and. Anyway, but yeah, as far as John Jones goes, he's he's in the back burner. He'll get he'll get a uh, uh, you know he's been out for a long time, but he's one of Dana's favorites, and he'll get one of the top two guys or the big money fight coming back. So whatever John get wants, John gets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, that that's the case. John is gonna. Uh, I don't I don't think he you know I don't think he deserves it. I don't think he's deserved it, but I'm talking in a fighting sense. I haven't seen John Jones fight at heavyweight. It's as simple as that. Like, and I don't suggest, you know, guys when they move up, certain guys are special enough to move up a weight and take on the main guy and win. But I don't suggest that. I, if, when you move up in weight, I suggest you take a fight to make you comfortable at that weight, a fight or two to make you comfortable at that weight. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't think that John Jones is deserved it just off of that. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, people are putting on that kind of weight too. I mean, Jones is moving up. So it's one thing when, you know, you've got a guy that's, you know, struggling to, to make weight and this and that constantly. And, you know, he's always fighting at the top of the scales and it's no problem for yep. him to move up to a next weight class. But when you're trying to bulk up, I mean, John Jones, I mean, as his best day walking, you know, even he, he was cutting down to 205 and stuff. I mean, but his best day walking 230 maybe. I mean, thinking of a guy like – and he's got way better skill than – but imagine Brock Lesnar, the guy that, you know, just a mountain of muscle that cuts to get to 265. You know what I mean? The 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 way you can handle that. I mean, uh, I, I remember when I first started training with Bob Sapp. I mean, Bob Sapp is, is oh, a Lord. job. And uh, – <laughs> You know, I, I I could you know get him down, 
but then once I got him down, he he literally bench pressed my entire body and threw me across a twelve <laughs> you know twelve foot ring. And he's such a big guy, I could scurry back That's over and get back on top of him before he could get up. But man, I there's nothing you can do. It's like wrestling a a gorilla, you know what I mean, or a you know Shamrock was the same way. These guys are just unhumanly strength, strong, and so it's just it's when you come across something like that. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of skill that it's got to take to chop those guys down. And I like fighting the big guys, but John Jones has got to prove himself. He's been out for what, two, three years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're also talking about uh, John Jones uh, and Caden's uh, uh, best uh, friend, uh, uh, Shamat. Uh, uh, Caden, how you said it? Shemaev? Oh, uh, Hamzat Shemaev, yeah. Um, Hamzat Shemaev. So what's, your th- what's your thought? Can he, can he beat him? Um, Aiden? I, on John Jones versus Ninganu? Yeah. No, 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 no. Can he beat uh, Shemaev? Can he beat John Jones? Yeah, can John Jones, if he takes that fight... And he who, who would who be victorious? Um, I would. You know, I, it's hard to say because I mean, they're just they're completely two different you know weight classes. Uh, John Jones mm-hmm. is a heavyweight and light heavyweight, and you know um, Hamzat is a welterweight who can probably move his way up to middleweight. But I feel like as soon as he starts going and and fighting light heavyweights and, and, and heavyweights, that's when he's going to start declining his career. I mean, you look at all those guys who yeah. have success in, in, in uh, their respective weight classes, you, know, you wonder why they don't move up is, you know, because they're in their respective weight classes for, you know, their build and mm-hmm. how they fight and for their own success. And I, I, I don't think that would, I don't think that would work. But um, I think we're, I think we're ignoring something big here with uh, last, with that last weekend's UFC fights. All right, go for it. So uh, we have Israel Adesanya finally getting crowned by his arch nemesis, uh, Alex Pereira. You know, as 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 we were talking about before, he um, a couple shows ago, Alex Pereira is now three and zero against him in multiple combat sports. He beat him twice in China. One time he knocked him out cold with a uh, a one punch KO left hook. And this coming up time last weekend, Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya, it was it was kind of a fight controlled by Izzy, not gonna lie, kind of like mm-hmm. Usman v Leon Edwards, and it was just a resurgency right at the end. Alex Pereira started putting together his shots, putting together his combos, and you know some may say that he is the Deontay Wilder of the UFC. Either him or either him or uh, or, or Francis Ngannou. Because they, they they both possess that power, just the one punch, and, and it's all they need is one, you know. And it was really on full display when he, he he was putting together those combos in the fifth round, and he had him against the fence, and he ended the fight with like a nine punch combo. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. See what's your thoughts? To hit Izzy with a nine punch combo. They're saying something. I don't care, hurt or not. Some guys, you know, Izzy's hard to touch with a one-punch combo. 
So, I mean, mm-hmm. to, to touch him was more than two. But my thoughts are this. Some guys just are always going to have other guys' numbers. Once mm-hmm. once that guy says, you know what, I can beat him, and, it, and, and they do it, he did it twice to a certain extent. I didn't put much stock on it just because level of competition. Izzy has saw it all, except for this. He hasn't seen the guy who could beat him on a professional level. And apparently, it transferred. It, it transferred. Mm-hmm. Some guys just are going to have that number. I mean, and then when they dial it up, you know, you're required to answer. Is he? Yeah, he had to answer. He, he, had, he mm-hmm. had to be, I mean, so he, 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 he was prepared for this fight. More than any fight, you think Izzy was prepared. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it just, it doesn't matter. Until that clock hits zero or until, you know, the opponent's out, you're in danger. It's simple as that. You're in danger. We, we see it time and time again. So, mm-hmm. I mean, kudos, you know, I, Props to both guys. Props to both mm-hmm. guys. You have to be so well conditioned. People can say tough and that. You know how conditioned you have to be to knock somebody out in the last round and to land mm-hmm. nine punches on them. You, you, that is, you know, phenomenal conditioning. I mean, Bob can speak to that more mm-hmm. than me, but, I mean, my God. No, we were okay. dancing around this topic and not really getting on to it because, uh, you know, the I, I was really glad that you're on tonight to, to go as far as the technician goes. And here's the thing. I didn't think I, – I thought Izzy was going to be able to handle Piera, uh, Pereira uh, because it was MMA and not just kickboxing. Um, they're both phenomenal athletes. And, and like you said, Z, to, to be able to hit Izzy with a, with a – was it nine-punch, seven-punch combo? Um, is is phenomenal, you know. I mean, that's that's some hands, that's some accuracy. But um, where and and Izzy was dominating most of the fight. At one point, I think it was the first or second round. I almost thought he had Pereira almost out. Um, and then, um, but when I knew he was in trouble is when he was pushing up against the fence because again, that's really tiring, especially the guy that's getting pushed against. Uh, you know, so they were both really tired, but. Izzy went, uh, and I was just going over this a couple weeks ago in my class, the, to transition from hands boxing, okay, um, and to get a clinch. And that's what Izzy was going for. I mean, this is what makes wrestlers so phenomenal in the sport and makes it mixed martial arts. Because if you've got great hands and good stand-up, you can, you can pretty much dominate a fight. But then, you know, if, if a fight goes to the ground, uh, a jiu-jitsu guy, you know, the best jiu-jitsu guy is going to take that that route. But a, a wrestler has transition. And to go from a stand-up fight to a ground fight, to be able to transition like that is what makes uh, wrestlers very dominant and the fact that they're good balance. But if you don't know how to transition into a takedown or into a clinch, I mean, a clinch has got to be, you can't just, and Izzy just started reaching out like he was trying to hug him. You know, just kind of reaching for his for his neck, and and I at that point I knew he was in trouble because you're not you're not there's no offense or defense that you're throwing right there. That's that's a desperation grab, and and his hands were open, and so and then Pierre got in there with the uppercuts and stuff, and that lit him up. 
because Izzy, I mean, you got to put that clinch together like a one, two, three, uh, but then turn that hook into like a, a, a reach for the neck. I mean, it's got to be part of, you know, the footwork's got to get in there. You got to, yeah, you, you got to get in there. You, you got to, you can't just be walking forward like he was doing and, and reaching out for a hug. And, and that's where I knew, I'm like, oh my God, he's open. He's going to get hit. And sure enough, <laughs> uh, capitalize on it. You know what I mean? And, and I was, I mean, those are those things that, you know, I would love to watch fights sit next to you guys because that's the stuff that we see that other people aren't necessarily going to see. And I knew talking with Z about it that he could, because again, I mean, if you can't, if you can't transition from a puncher into a clinch or a puncher into a, into a takedown, you got, you got issues. Mm-hmm. And the thing is this, you know, you're asked, like to even capitalize on or, or to harp on what you're saying, when when you're striking, if you like, you, we don't train, like fighters do not train for land punches. It, it, to be honest, I mean, you want to land them, but when you train in shadow box, you train to miss punches. This is not a hundred percent activity. If a fighter, as I always say, if a fighter is close to 50%, somebody's close to death. It's simple as that. I don't care how light you hit. If you're, if you're landing close to 50%, somebody's getting hurt. So, I mean, so when you train, you're going to miss the majority of your punches. That's a simple fact of fighting. When you're striking, I'm talking boxing. When you're striking, I mean, period, you're going to miss the, the large percentage of your strike. And when you're dealing with MMA, you have to be prepared for that. You have to be – like boxing, you have to worry about fists. When you deal with MMA, you miss a strike, anything can happen to you. Anything can happen. Yeah, you I mean, you, yeah that, that's one thing, too. When they come into from boxing into my class, I'm like uh, – I'm not sure what you call it, like a weave. When you've been at the waist, you kind of – Move your head back oh, and forth. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we we can't do that because you're asking for a knee to the face now. You know what I mean? Like that's that's begging for a knee to the head. I've sparred, I've trained and I've sparred against Muay Thai guys going into fights as an boxing coach. And let me tell you what I've learned to do. When I dip my head, I put my uh, I put my elbows. I put my hands to my face and I point my there elbows down. <laughs> and that's because you can meet me in the face once. <laughs> you don't right. get it too bad. That, that, that's what I love about our sport. It's it's immediate negative consequences. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try this. <laughs> oh, that was wrong. I'm never doing that again. You know what I mean? That would be it's a quick to learn. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you. I mean, even the toughest guys, you get hit with something. I mean, it'll change the plan real quick. It'll change the plan. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah just speaking of that, when, when you're dealing with that, you teach guys to – you teach them more to, you know, flip. When you're dealing with MMA or even like Muay Thai, and just when you're dealing with different striking limbs, to be honest, you want a guy to slip. More than you, you don't want him to. At certain times, you may be able to slip to surprise a guy. Outside of that, that's not that can't be habitual. That cannot yeah. be. That you you, you got to have those hands up, just like a few weeks ago. Usman, come, 
he came with the slip outside of his hand. You know, his head came outside of his hand and he got caught with that pick by Edwards. Yep. Yeah, I love I love to make people miss. I just I just drop my butt straight down. I never bend from the waist. <laughs> that that's effect, that's so effective because when somebody's aiming at your head, you don't always have to slip to the side. You could drop straight down and have a perfect angle. Yeah, I like the level change because that way my head mm-hmm. stays right in in my little turtle shell there, and I don't I don't lean forward and beg for anything. But yeah, when when uh, Izzy started reaching like that and not setting up the clinch, not even not even turning his shoulders, you know what I mean, like almost a a swim technique, you know, he was just coming in straight, just like gasping for. I was like, oh shoot, it's 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 not going to look good. That's a sign mm-hmm. of panic. And, and and when when you when you sense when a, a guy senses panic, supposedly you know, that's blood in the water. Right. Sure. Hey, um, see, what about the uh, car Stevenson uh, and Isaac Cruz coming up? Um, that's going to be a good fight. I'm going to pick Jacor, but it's going to be a good fight. Isaac Cruz not a, is not a pushover. Um, mm-hmm. I, Isaac Cruz is the one that Tank Davis fought uh, and had to use his feet, if I'm correct. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm if, if 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 I'm correct, and this is the, uh, Isaac Cruz, because yeah, he's not a pushover. Um, mm-hmm. I picture Corey Stevens, not by knockout. I, I picture Corey, you know, stare Isaac. Isaac is is not the biggest guy. Um, he's active, and he's not somebody Shakur is going to stay in the pocket with. So I mean, mm-hmm. but Shakur has the tools. And more importantly, he he's shown the knowledge and the skills. He's been enhancing them every fight that I've seen. Um, his last fight uh, against Concession, he got touched on a little more, but Concession's tricky. Uh, but he handled it well. He handled it well, and mm-hmm. he took control of the fight. I see him mm-hmm. not taking as much control like that, not being able to settle. Concession, he was able to settle him down to an extent. Um, Cruz, he's not going to settle that. What he's going to be able to do with mm-hmm. Cruz is going to be able to bag rounds. He's mm-hmm. just going to be, he's just going to bag rounds on Cruz. As active as Cruz mm-hmm. is, he's just going to be just a, a bit, a bit behind. But Shakur, I mean, he, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good, interesting fight. Mm-hmm. Hey, Caden, uh, um, Ori has a uh, <clears throat> a couple of legal things to get through. He uh, did a lot of uh, uh, politicking uh, this last uh, uh, election uh, cycle for uh, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, but he's got something coming up, uh, uh, and he hopes to return to the uh, to the uh, quadrangle uh, very shortly. I guess one. He's been out for a while. Do you think he's going to be in shape and ready to go? And two, uh, who would you think would be his, uh, his his first opponent that he would be bringing in? Um, I mean, if he is fully capable of, you know, and he's and and he's all good and and there's no more legal troubles and he's at 100% health and say he can get back to what he was. You know, in, in that in that Kobe Covington fight, 
Now, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say he did great in that Cubby Tapperson fight, but I'm not going to say he did that. Cubby Tapperson is a mm-hmm. very hard fighter to fight, and he did end up losing the fight, but I don't think he got dominated. Now, what he did outside of the octagon was extremely childish, and you know, no, no fighter should ever do that. But, you know, there's it, it, it's, it's going to come with some downsides to his career. I, I don't think he's going to come back and, and, and be a force in the division. I don't think he's a force in the division with or without this whole thing. You know, it, it say he's still eligible right now, and this whole thing didn't happen where he, where he punched Kobe Covington. I still don't think he would really be a force in the, in the division. I see him as more mm-hmm. of a passageway guy now. Young, he's just not young Jorge Masvidal anymore. He doesn't have mm-hmm. that, you know, tenacity. He doesn't have the his quickness. He doesn't have, you know, his his youth, and it's it's mm-hmm. not in check right now. And he's he's just getting beat by so many. I think he needs, you know, a good a good refreshment fight. Uh, definitely not Hamzat. That would just be horrible. Um, but whoever's coming up in that division, maybe. You know, maybe even if if Bo Nickel wins, maybe he can fight Bo Nickel. Maybe Bo Nickel can fight Jorge Masvidal. I think that would be a, a good little fight for Jorge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, what what did you see anything in Vegas uh, '65 that uh, you felt uh, we should bring to the uh, bring to the air tonight? I mean, not not any more than what we've already talked about. I mean, it was wasn't really the most exciting card, you know. wasn't a, wasn't the most you know biggest of news, you know. Not nothing really crazy happened. No no big power changes in divisions or or anything. That was that was supposed to be reserved for the main event, and that got canceled. So you know, hopefully next week we can actually two weeks from now we can have a better card. Okay. Do you have any idea what would that would be? Oh, let me look this up real quick. Oh, it's um, Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson. Yep, Kevin Holland. Yeah, yeah, Wonder Boy versus Holland. That's actually in in uh, Orlando. I was uh, we were we were thinking about going to that fight, but you know tickets were ridiculous. So. And also, uh, RDA, RDA is fighting as well. He's fighting the co-man against mm-hmm. Brian Barberina, the guy who uh, knocked out Robbie Lawler. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a uh, had a chance to get up to uh, uh, St. Pete this week and take a look at uh, watch Keith in, in uh, uh, working out with Dan uh, Birmingham. He's as fast as he ever was, uh, even though he's off for uh, I don't know how many years, but uh, um, he um, he looks good. He looks fast. Um, so uh, I guess my question would be: Does anybody uh, as good as he, uh, with his his fight uh, coming up, um, with a guy who he, he's he's uh, fought many years uh, many times, both in Golden Gloves, Juniors, and all the way up, uh, and now um, at uh, I think it's going to go up 154. Um, what's your thoughts on uh, who would be the uh, would be the winner of that out, or what would the outcome of that fight be? Uh, I'm sorry, who does Keith fight again? Crawford. Oh, no, Keith fights Crawford. No, 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 no. That, that's wrong. Crawford. Uh, 
who is it? Uh, oh, God, it's with my mind now. He, no, he Earl. Me too. Earl. Earl. Spence? Yeah. Yeah, um, Spence. Yeah, to be honest, at this very moment, I don't think he beats him at 147. Um, mm-hmm. Not now. Not now. Um, mm-hmm. It's one thing. Keith is quick. I mean, Keith has always mm-hmm. been quick. But when you're fighting a guy who's sharp, quick and sharp are two different things. Ask Amir Khan. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, like, like, he was, he's quick, but, you know, quick, you know, Keith is different quick. He, he's, he's more quick with, with a purpose, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you haven't been going against guys who've been, you know, sharpening, you know, steel, sharpening steel. And it's been a while right. since Keith's seen some steel. It's been a while. Al Spence, uh, he, mm-hmm. he, he's, you know, he's on top right now. He's been, you know, sharpening his steel more than Keith. So mm-hmm. right now, I keep keep you know, and then you're moving up to 154. That's a weight that mm-hmm. I don't think Keith is, you know, either one a natural to the fight. But L is a naturally bigger guy. The Keith, mm-hmm. now Keith is not a middle welterweight. He's not, you know, just physically he's he's not, you know, you no know, six foot, you know, he's not five ten. But he had, like he has a good reach for his height and. He, he's a dense guy, but at the same time, I think Errol could transfer to that weight better. Uh, you know, I have to see Keith against, you know, uh, uh, no, I have to see Keith. Right now, I have to see Keith. I have to see him fight, and I haven't been doing that. that that's the only thing that right now, that's the only knock I have on him. You know, it's one thing to be quick in the gym and all that. It's another thing to be reactive. That's two different things. Your reaction and your your hand speed and all that that, that you know it, it takes a minute to get those reactions. You can't just go up and see a guy who's sharp and, and you know you're mm-hmm. you're dull. Like that doesn't work. You know, most in most senses, unless you're that special, or you've been getting that level of sharpness. You know, some guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Floyd Mayweather was good at having guys steal guys come to the gym and they go through hard sparring. You know, he, he he got to a level where he could afford that, to be honest. I mean, it, it cost money to have top guys to come in and spar. But when he got the money, he was able to do it, and that sharpened his deal. Um, unless, uh, unless Keith is doing that to that extent, then, you know, because guys, you know, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to even do that. And even top-level guys don't do not do that. They don't They don't do that to that extent. And you know that's what I think Keith needs. He either needs some tune-up fights. I don't care what weight Keith fights at. Him coming back before he sees any top-level guy, I think he needs two tune-up fights at least. Well, um, another one I wanted to ask you about was Canelo uh, Alvarez and Bible. They put that fight together for the first part of the of next year. Uh, if I'm Canelo, if that's the biggest money fight, which which it probably is because you know it's a rematch, um, I'm taking it for the money. Competition wise, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I I do not. Like, before he he beat uh, Ramirez, we, you know, a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, and it looked like Bivol fought Aggie, 
fought safe. He fought within himself, but he fought angry. Um, when Bivol is a guy, he's one of those guys, and, and most boxers, most fighters are like this. Once they see you for an extended period of time, especially, it wasn't like a one-round knockout. Now he fought 12 rounds, and, and he handily, mm-hmm. he, he probably didn't lose but maybe a round. Um, but once you see a guy for a certain amount of time and you dominate him, it tends to go worse for the guy who got dominated the second time around. Um, mm-hmm. Competition-wise, this fight shouldn't be made. Money-wise, I mean, if that's going to be the biggest fight, it makes sense money-wise. Competition-wise, it it does not need to be made. The point has been proven clearly already. I do not. There's nothing that it's not like Bivol's getting older or slipping. It's not like Canelo okay. is steadily improving. It, 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 I mean, this is gonna it's gonna be the, the same thing to me. Probably worse for Canelo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what about uh, uh, another one that's coming up uh, shortly is uh, Bedevev and Yardy uh, coming up on uh, the 28th of January. Well, I just seen Yardy fight. He had a fight uh, earlier today, um, and he impressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he fought uh, Koiko, uh, Stefani Koiko, um, and it looked like Yardy was doing hard sparring. He was that relaxed. He uh, looked good. A very good assortment of punches. But at the mm-hmm. same time, level of competition. There was a level of competition where he looked, he could look good against him, in my opinion. Better be mm-hmm. is a guy to where um, what I'm going to give Yardy is he has the experience of fighting Kovalev, mm-hmm. no matter what level. So he's seen power. And he didn't subside to power at all against Kovalev. He subsided to conditioning. It mm-hmm. might happen in this fight. If his conditioning is not right, he's going to get knocked out. What I do like about Yardy is he's not the same fighter that fought Kovalev. He he's improved his skill set. With that said, I it's mm-hmm. not it's not going to be enough to beat Better Bev. Better Bev is too he 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 presents too much of a danger with the skill. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to be honest, in a pure boxing match without power. Yardy does not beat better beer. Now we're going to add power with it. I mean, I love what Yardy does, and I love the way he's improved. He hasn't improved that much to beat that level. Okay. Well, guys, we're just about up against our uh, our hour here. Uh, again, I want to wish uh, all of you a very happy uh, Thanksgiving. I want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts to the family here. Uh, for everything you do each and every week to uh, make this show a success. Um, for everybody that uh, is out there, we wish you an extremely uh, good uh, holiday, and we hope that you and your families get together. When you get together, just uh, if you could, if you say a prayer or you're anything like that, just give us a good thought to for uh, Bob Alexander and uh, uh, Leo uh, McGarry, and uh, um, I know that'll help them out. So, uh, uh, let's see, Caden, you want to lead us out? It was uh, another another great night with uh, 
Some with some great great hosts and uh, another good night of UFC. Hope everyone has a great night. I'll definitely be on next time and uh, see y'all later. Okay, Bob. Uh, another great week. Uh, thanks for the fighting words, family and friends. Thanks uh, for coming up on Thanksgiving. Everyone have a great holiday. I'm thankful for the show. I'm thankful for my co-host. I'm thankful for uh, the fans. And uh, everyone, God bless. Keep your uh, chins down, eyes up. See? Uh, uh, first, I do want to send out prayers to Bob and Leo. I want to thank the Fighting Word guys, uh, Caden, Bob, Butch, the rest of my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely in memory of Bob, Coach Mellon, Dr. Chris. If anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in great appreciation. The men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and police and fire services, the doctors and nurses in the hospital, especially as wonderful people to clean up after them and the people that stock our shelves in the supermarkets. When you're out there and you see somebody in a uniform, please let them know that you know they're there. They're not all bad guys. Yes, there are some bad guys, but we're not all bad guys out there. This program is dedicated to those who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman (coughs) Jeffrey Colcat, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego officer, uh, Mike Handler, uh, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, uh, Tarman Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Onofa Crispin, Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artis Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogo, Longwood Beach Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Deputy Mike Hargrave, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. And Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, at some time will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the sun shine lightly on your, your fields and on your face, and the rain shine lightly on your, on your fields. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hollow of his hands. Good night. God bless. And have a great holiday. Shemarek ma yilama Shemahezahilma Sona shenevoratfet Hakuigaget ma yilama Thank you.
Yeah. 